This is the Mr. J Underground Podcast Network. Recorded Hideaway Studios, Hemlock, Michigan. You're chilling with Mr. J. Chilling with Mr. J. I'm Mr. J. The Chilling with Mr. J podcast may contain language not suitable for children. Also, the thoughts expressed by Mr. J in the Chilling with Mr. J podcast are that of only Mr. J. You can find the Chilling with Mr. J podcast on Podbean.com, Apple, and Spotify. Please subscribe, follow, rate, review, and comment. You can also follow all the Chillin' on Instagram at Chillin' underscore with underscore Mr. underscore J. That's Chillin' with Mr. J and all the fucking underscores on Instagram. Oh yeah, there is also the Chillin' with Mr. J voicemail hotline. That number is 989-372-6169. Call it, leave a message, tell me I suck. You love it, talk shit, ask a question, or maybe you want to come chill. Anything goes, so just call and leave a message at 989- We interrupt your regularly scheduled bullshit to bring you a real conversation with a real person. This is not a test. If this was a test, it'd be followed by more bullshit. Happy New Year. Welcome back. We're still here in 2021. It's the 38th episode. I think it's the 38th episode of the Chillo Mr. J podcast. And we're starting the new year off right. Just how I promised it. Interviews. I don't have quite as many as I have, but I got a couple. And I started off fittingly um, with a lovely teacher. School, obviously, kids in school is a big issue right now. They're not in it. Most of them. Some are, some are. Um, It's a different crazy time for teachers. It's a crazy time for everybody. We got this conversation kind of on a chance, I guess you could say. I kind of gave up hope on trying to even get interviews because I don't want to bother people. And that's what you got to do is bug people to remind them to do it. And I just can't bug the shit out of people to do it. So I kind of given up hope. And then I put out a little post just trying to get more people involved in some silliness. I needed some female voices to just do some stuff, man. Have some skits. I can't do any voices, let alone a female voice. So I was just trying to have more fun. Miss Voda with a W, but it's a V. It's confusing. You got to see it. You got to say it, but it's a Voda with a with a V with a W, okay? She reached out, wanted to know if it was appropriate what we were doing, and I was honest and said, no, this is absolutely not appropriate. You probably don't want no part of this. Sorry. But I have been looking to talk to some teachers, so if you would like to talk to me just about life and being a teacher, that'd be great. She messaged back and was down. I put her in the mix with everybody else. And then they started dropping like flies. We're down to from five to two. But I get it. Like I said before, I get it, man. Some people have an image to portray or care about their image or are trying to build an image or whatever. um, And they don't want to be associated with what I do and my humor and that. I understand. Some people are comfortable with who they are and know I mean well. Yeah, my jokes are funny. You don't have to listen to those. But I do care. I do want to know random things. I do want to chill. I don't want it to be 
so much of like an interview. I want it to be chilling. It's hard on Zoom or Skype as we used. Um, she's a great sport. It's hard. It's hard for me to communicate with people I'm not good at. I only did one other interview type conversation with somebody that I didn't really know. And it so happened to be her friend, Rachel. The episode chilled Trishan. It was early in the goings when I was talking to some people. That's how it was going to start out. That one did it. It went well when we had a good conversation, but as far as being like an interviewer talk, as I'm not good at that. I like to just get my thoughts out before I forget them, so I talk over people and whatever. I'm learning at it. This one went better. Instead of talking for an hour and a half and then trying to get a half hour, I tried to keep it to talking for just the amount of time, and I kind of went too quick, I feel, but it was a good conversation. It was great. I feel we got to know each other a little bit. I feel maybe we became friends a little bit. I feel that if we see each other in public, we will say hi. And that's what this is all about. That maybe a couple people that live different lifestyles, maybe parts of their life are the same, parts aren't, whatever. They can sit down and we can just talk about anything to understand that we're good people. We don't have to sit here and debate education. We don't have to sit here and debate politics or religion or talk about something that's going on. We can just have a conversation to get to know each other and walk away thinking, hey, that person ain't so bad. I like that person. You know what I mean? Or eh, maybe not my person, but I'm glad we got to realize that and whatever. In this situation, I love this lady. She seems great. She seems nice. She seems like the kind of teacher that you know the caring loving elementary school teacher that just wants to teach your children a little bit about good you know what i mean and that's all the elementary school teachers i have encountered throughout my daughter's career and just friends i've known that maybe became teachers or teachers you've known from doing events somewhere the elementary teachers all seem to be positive and all seem to be caring and that goes for my new teacher friend and to be honest with you i'm a little biased but she's probably the best teacher in the world I mean, it has to do with her being on the Chilling with Mr. J podcast that really boosts your level of teacherness, and she didn't put me in detention. So, I mean, we had a good conversation. I'm not going to bore you with me babbling and ruin it by talking. So we're going to take a quick break from a word from our sponsor, and then we're going to get right in to my first conversation of 2021 with the lovely, the caring Miss Janelle Vuoda with a W, but sounds like a V. Here's our sponsor with a J. Thinking about having a party? Not really sure what you want to feed them, but you're for damn sure you don't want to cook for them. Well, Mr. J's is here to help. Affordable, delicious catering any day, any week, any year. He'll cook you anything under any budget, and that's a guarantee. Call today, 989. 989- Four nine three zero four four zero, or as always, email any questions to Mister Dot J Catering three sixty five at gmail dot com. Mister J's Catering is here for all your party needs. We got you, dog. think we're recording does it say we're recording on your end yeah now we're recording all right we are starting the new year off here on the chill with mr j podcast with the lovely miss janelle voida sounds like a v 
Um, I thank you, and I thank you for mostly for being on here, but mostly for making me not a liar to the people that have been listening. Because I said I had I had a bunch of interviews, like not a bunch, but like five, and now I have two. So Ooh. it's you, and I have another one. So they were kind of dropping. You know, I suspect it's probably just because they probably don't want to associate themselves with me. But thank you for taking that chance. I'm a, I'm a chance. I take chances. <laughs> All right. Awesome. Um, so welcome and thank you. Where do you teach? What do you teach? I actually, I teach fourth grade at Weiss Elementary in Saginaw Township, and I teach all subjects um, except for social studies. Okay. So is it like you have the same group all year or like kind of like a rotating group and you just teach everything? Is that? Yeah. Yep. It's the same kids for the whole year and I'll teach, um, some remedial skills, English language arts, science, math, spelling, reading, writing. I'm out in Hemlock. You're in the township. It feels like this whole school year has been two totally different school years for the kids attending these separate schools. Yeah. Well, and especially because we started remote and then the kids came back and then we got shut down. So it's like we've been kind of bouncing back and forth where some schools like you guys were pretty much in session, I think, face to face the whole time. Right. Uh, yeah, I mean, they were like half half and half to start, and then it went to basically everything but Friday, and then, it, you know, before the holidays, they had the little break or whatever, but that was pretty yeah. much it. Yeah, we've actually been remote more than we've been face-to-face this year. Yeah, I know most of the township, and they've been pretty much, they got a little, what was it, the high school kids got back at it for a little bit, and then they got shut right down, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we were in session two for about, we did the soft start, and then... Uh, kind of like what you guys were doing. And then we um, came back. We only made it two weeks and then got shut down. So how uh, how long have you been teaching? Like how many years? This is my 14th year already. That's good. That's good. Elementary the whole time? No, actually, my first nine and a half years, I was at White Pine Middle School. Sixth grade for one year. And then for the following eight years, I taught uh, eighth grade. The only middle school experience I have is, well, my daughter's a fifth grader, which out here is middle school. Um, and then I was in the middle school. My dad was an elementary high school principal back and forth. No okay. middle school. I do know the middle school is, it seems like it'd be the hardest to like, the kids are the most, I mean, obviously emotions are changing differently for everybody. People don't even know what's happening. It's just, it seems like if you can get through that, elementary school probably is a lot more fun and a lot more easier. Well, yeah. I mean, it's, it's very different. There's things that I really like about both. Um, eighth grade, it was fun because I coached girls basketball, boys basketball, and so that was really fun. But like you said, oh my gosh, the hormones were enough to make you crazy. <laughs> my, my dad was elementary school teacher, and then he was a principal, and then he wanted to do. He got a job as the high school principal. So we tried that. It was like four or five years and he went right back to the elementary school because he said it's just the kids seem to appreciate it more, I guess, is kind of how he came is the way I understood it. You know, like the elementary kids, they still, well, I don't know how it is now. We'll get into that. Like they still, you hug, like every elementary school teacher I've dealt with as far as at all has been fantastic. You know, as far as who I've met or my daughter's been with, and they have one thing in common. It's a lot of hugs and I love yous and head kisses. So I guess my question here is what the hell do you do without, without being able to do that as an elementary school teacher, like kissing computer screens a lot, or what do you do? Well, you know what I mean? Like, I'm sure you're the same way. You see a fourth grader, you just want to hug those little guys. Well, and their fourth grade is so fun because they're old enough where they can do a lot of stuff, but they're still little. They like to celebrate the holidays. You know, they they believe in Santa and like there's just a lot of fun parts to it. 
that was one thing that I really was struggling with because we started remote the first five weeks we were remote. And I'm thinking to myself, how am I going to connect to all these kids? Because they're at home. You're right. They're sitting in front of a screen. Um, and so believe it or not, like I do a thing, it's called call to excellence every day and we do a morning check-in. And so the kids just basically tell me about their lives. And it's so funny. I actually have better relationships with my families this year than I ever have. You're, you're interacting with them, not just their kids away from them. Yeah. Well, and it's funny because now in my morning check-in, I have grandparents coming and they're like, good morning, Miss Boyda. Like <laughs> they like to check in too. And during story time, you know, I see all the little siblings come into the room and they all sit down and that's so, awesome. Yeah. Well, I guess that leads me to something I have out here. We might as well just, I don't really have an order. I just wrote a bunch of random stuff I've been thinking about down. But my daughter, they do their, you know, every hour when they're at, at the internet, you know, you got to hold your assignments up. And I always try to like, nothing weird. I just try to sneak myself yep. into the picture. Um, is there, I mean, I don't want you obviously to call out any parents or anything, but like, has there been any kind of funny or like weird things or like a naked baby running across the room or a, you know, something, you know, just something that's obviously it's all unusual because you don't usually teach on the internet, but like something right. where it's not just you staring at kids' faces, you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, um, I meet all the pets constantly. So <laughs> like on Mondays we have to have like, sh we reverted back to show and tell and they love it. So I've seen everyone's Christmas tree, all the pets. Um, I've heard every elf on the shelf story and seen everything the bad elves have done. Um, I'm, it's just, it's super funny. I, I haven't personally had too many bad experiences, but I have had, um, colleagues or like teachers that I know mm -hmm. and other places where like dad will come walking across the screen with no shirt on and the kids are like, dad, what are you doing? And they're like freaking out or like you hear the one of the parents like yelling at the siblings and they're swearing and you're like, mute your mic, mute your mic, turn it off. Before this, we were all like, oh, technology is going to ruin these kids. If it wasn't for that, they wouldn't have been able to stay communicated with each other. So it pretty much saved them, I think, because like they can at least see each other and talk to each other. I mean, it sucks. Obviously, these kids all want to hang out. But, you know, for that period of time where it was you, no one did anything, it, it was good for them to see. So I, my daughter, they're always on there. I don't want to rat her out because I don't know if any hemlock teachers are listening, but whatever. How much? <laughs> anyway but her and her friends they have you know they all got a tablet they all got their chromebook and they all got a phone or an ipod so they'll be talking in a group chat over here talking here have their teacher going they're muting everything talking here and it's just like crazy to watch them like they're communicating with their bffs on this one they got a group project on this one and then the whole class on the computer and they kind of like it's just weird you know what i mean it's crazy for me to think about because i'm a 40 year old dude that when i graduated like you made fun of the internet class. Like that, it was the first year when I was a senior and we were like, computer, internet, why would you have a class about the internet? That's freaking dumb, you know? I mean, yep. so yeah. it's just crazy to think now that like we wouldn't, they wouldn't, I mean, she hates it. I'm not going to lie. Like it's not like she doesn't complain about it. She would obviously right. love, I mean, they've been going to school, so she doesn't even know what online is. She hates Fridays, just going Fridays. And I'm th I tell her, well, some kids haven't even been to school yet. I yeah. said, so, you know, so it kind of can put it in perspective to her where she's like, yeah, one day isn't that bad, I guess. Yeah. You know, and so the high school teachers that, you know, probably love being online because they don't got to see the high school kids in the class. I mean, that's mostly joking, but. Man, it's been so much like you don't deal with any behaviors though, because they're all at home. And so it's like they they don't have their classmates to kind of feed off of. And so they just yeah, they're they're really good. They're I, all bored like this. 
Oh, and I'm like, all right, camera's on. Everybody, don't you do that to me. I'm like, or I'm going to teach with my camera off. Yeah. And I'm like, don't do that. And I'm like, well, I want to see your face too. Obviously, I know, you know, I know you with Sarah Factor Fitness, uh, Rachel. I, I know all that, but I didn't really put it together until I seen your email. Like it didn't all kind of come. So that has to help you with like, I don't want to say motivating these kids to like exercise, but keeping them wanting to, to like to keep their eyes on you as far as, you know, because that's kind of what you guys do there. You're kind of Motivate. making people want to look and then that's how they get interested is by first looking. And then at least that's what I take from what you guys do. Well, and a lot of the, um, my kids the last few years are um, clients from the studio. It's their children. So it's kind of neat because I already have a relationship with their parents. Right. And then I get into my class, and it's 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 been great. I love that piece of that too. Um, and then you get the older siblings, and I get a lot of siblings checking in too. And hi, Miss Boyd, I miss you. Or, well, I mean, 14 years teaching, you've you've been through a cycle of kids turning into adults at least once. You yeah. know what I mean? So that's always got to be a cool thing. Is when you may have not that you for, necessarily forget about any kids, but I'm sure your focus mostly is on the kids you currently have. Right. But then you run into one and you catch up and you remember, and that's got to be pretty. I know my, you know, my, my dad always loved that. Like as far as yeah. uh, old students yeah, remembering some small conversation that you was just a daily being a teacher that maybe was something a lot bigger to them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I love it. That's one of the best parts. Yeah. My first group, um, they're getting married and having kids. And so oh, it's, right. it's so weird when I see them having babies and I'm like, oh my gosh, I remember when you were a baby. Yeah. me out. <laughs> Well, since I have a teacher online, I'm going to, like, my dad was a principal educator. I know the system. I know, like, I pretty much spoiled, uh, spoiled or whatever I want to say. I ruined an education on my own as being just a defiant kind. I don't want to say, like, a rebel. I wasn't, like, a bad, but I just didn't really give a shit. You know what I mean? So, like, now looking back, I kind of teach my daughter. I don't really teach her things about, like, I... I have a hard time teaching her anything about the new kind of way of learning because I don't know it. I didn't know the old way of learning it, basically. You know what I'm trying to say? So, like, core math, when it first happened, obviously, you you know, you have the internet and you are a teacher. So, everybody, like, it was, like, the dumbest. Like, I was so core math, I wanted to, like, just fight teachers about it because I hated it so much. You know, not literally, but, like, it's so stupid. Like, you just added. I can add. I finally learned how to count, and now you change it on me. You know, like, like that's how I felt. But I have more. Okay, now this is a couple you know core math however long it's been since I've, I've only been dealing my daughter's in fifth grade so i've only been dealing with it actually for like a few two three years you know right. but this year i started doing you know no parties or nothing my normal business got switched all upside down and we right. started doing take and bakes which is like taking all my big meals i usually take and make when i just take it big and serve them but portioning Okay. Right. You know, I know you know a lot about portion, you know, that's what you guys do. But then I was thinking like all the core math we were trying to learn, me and my kid are trying to learn this shit together. Cause I, we're just going at it, you know, doing our best. So then this, this portioning came on and I like, I had things of like, this is core math. Is that kind of how it is? Like, yeah. like you break it down from like a big sum and they break it down into little, this sounds so stupid. Like you're teaching me like elementary school, but <laughs> Uh, this is what it, this is what the podcast is about. This is where we're at. So, yeah. but that's what I mean. Like then it kind of hit me, and I was like, wait, maybe I'm just being an old prick, and this is actually how we're working now because I'm using it right now and didn't even know it. And I told her, I said, look, I'm telling you, core math is stupid. I said, don't listen to me. This is it right here. Like I, I, if I would have known this, I would probably be better off right now. And she kind of looked at me and was like. And, you know, like, not that I taught her anything about math, but I taught her, like, oh, maybe I should pay attention a little more, you know? You know, with the, the common core math and stuff, I always tell 
my parents, you know, there's three or four different ways to solve a math problem. And however you do it, it doesn't matter as long as you get the answer at the end. And so I like to try to teach multiple ways so that the kids can pick which one that they like the best because not every kid learns the same way. Yeah, a lot of it is uh, real life application. Some of it, like at the elementary, it's gonna be, you know, more of your basics. Um, but it, yeah, it's the same math. It's just a different way of learning it. Well, I mean, I have 80 pounds of meat, okay? And I gotta serve 40 meals, okay? So now we need two pounds of meat into how many containers? 40, okay, there's one of those core math problems. And it sounds dumb. I don't even care what it makes me sound like because I'm, I'm, I'm not afraid to learn every day anything. I'm not afraid to learn from my kid. I'm not afraid to learn from you. I'm not afraid to learn from eight, anybody. I mean, you never know when you're gonna pick something up that could be useful. Core math has been bugging me. <laughs> it was stressful in the beginning, like not really knowing, I mean, I had used Google Classroom a little bit, but like we literally went from doing minimal on the computer to all computer. And I was like, okay, so how am I gonna teach angles using computer when the kids need to touch a protractor? <laughs> and so, I mean, here I'm gonna my classroom. This is my classroom, Oron. <laughs> At least you got, it looks like you got a window. I do, I do. That, that helps. You know, I got all my computers and my easels over here, books, I mean, but it was like that first, I couldn't believe, I was like, you want me to do what? And I, you know, I'm a, I'm one of the younger teachers. And so my poor teammate that I work with, and she's the first to tell you, she about had a heart attack. She's like, I can't do this. And at first we weren't allowed in our building even. And oh. so we had to pack everything up and just bring it home and set it up. And you just kind of hoped for the best. And hope it worked out. And not all the kids had computers, so then we had to figure out how to get the kids computers. They didn't all have technology. Then they didn't all have internet, so we had to get uh, free internet hubs for homes. And it's it was crazy. Like within, I would say, two weeks, we literally revamped all education that we've ever done and created a whole new model. And it was crazy. With a lot, with a lot of students too. Obviously, Saginaw, Saginaw Township. That's like the, you know, there's a lot of, lot of kids in Hemlock. I mean, it's not, it's not a tiny school, but it's they're, they're, the numbers are so small, and we're 15 miles out here, or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it's, it does make a difference. Like, you're not, you know, I mean, when you're in a city and you're in a town, you, you, everybody's doing everything and ever interacting all over. I don't, you know, I mean, I, I think the kids, no matter how great it is, we have internet. That like the. The thing they need the most is the school teaches you that interaction. They You usually have to put your phone down. You can't play the video games. You, I mean, you know what I mean? I, I know a lot of parents try. I try, but I'm not, you know what I mean? Like, I'm still a dad. I'm not a teacher, and I don't want to be a teacher. I don't, I've never taken for granted the teachers. I want everything to be like it is because, I. you know, I, I know education is important. I may not agree with everything they teach or what goes on, but I know it's important. You know what I mean? I know that everybody's trying the best, and I've only interacted since... I've had a kid with teachers that they honestly, truly seem like they care. You know what I mean? And yeah. like you said, our little, I say younger, but my age, okay, which 40. But when I was in high school, all the teachers, except for like maybe a handful, were retiring. So they've been doing it for 30 years, which puts you 98. That puts you, you've been starting teaching at 68, 70. 
1970. You know what I'm saying? So you think about that, like these teachers did not like us because we were, we were changing. We didn't have the internet yet, but we were about to get it and we didn't know it. You know what I mean? We were all like different, you know, people were trying to be different. We just didn't know how to do it because there was no internet yet. Yeah. So now, and they all, it like seemed like they all, I, I get long winded. I'll edit the, all this out, but, uh, <laughs> but you know, but it seemed like the teachers now are obviously teachers can't teach forever, but when you have a teacher that's been teaching for 14 years rather than 30 years or 25 years, you're going to be, I don't want to say in touch, but like you're looking to help, not looking to get another year to get out of the profession. Yeah. Well, and I will let you know, I mean, there were retirees this year because they were just like, I'm close. I don't want to do this right now. And, you know, part of me doesn't blame them because it, it was, it's been tough. And like I said, not having resources and we've had a lot of cuts and there's a lot of bouncing back and forth. And um, one big thing we really focused on was our kids' mental health because it, a lot of them, their only stable part of their day is us. And so, I mean, as sad as that sounds, like that's the reality of it. And so we've spent a lot of time just taking care of kids you know, doing home visits or like we've done material pickups where the kids come to school and I've got baggy stuff with books and I've given out almost 300 books this year. Who knows, you know, Right. but it's like, I just want them to have what they need. Um, but a lot of teachers are burned out right now, like bad. Well, yeah. I mean, like I can see if you're a teacher that's been, you know, you've been, like you said, you're on, you're close to your, you know, you've been contemplating retirement for a couple of years as it is, you know, because you've been doing it for however long. And then all of a sudden you have all this. Yeah. It, you know, I, I could be like, you, you're going to learn it, but then you're going to be so stressed out. Are your kids going to get a fair chance from you? Because you're so, I mean, I know how I am learning this podcast or like, you know, trying to get a Skype meeting going and don't even use a Skype anymore. And I'm still using it. <laughs> Isn't that funny? Skype. <laughs> like the, the innovative thing <laughs> now it's almost outdated obviously i would assume you probably wanted to be a teacher from for a while most teachers yeah. you know obviously you're in school and you want to become a teacher when you're done so there had to be a teacher that you probably were like i want to do that or be like that you know um you know, I actually went to Hemlock, so it's kind of funny that you're out oh, there. I didn't, I didn't know that. That's I did not know that. Awesome. That's cool. Yeah. You mind saying what year you graduated? 2001. Oh, okay. So you're right. You're okay. You're right. Yeah. My sister's age then. Awesome. Yeah. And um, actually, there were two teachers that I really actually I had quite a few that I liked out at Hemlock. Um, in seventh grade, there was Mrs. Williams. She's not there anymore. And then Mrs. Gardner. She's not there anymore, but you will know one of my favorites, Mr. Green. Shout out Mr. Green. My wife is the secretary at the oh, high school. Oh, okay. Yeah. And I really, I, he was my social studies teacher in eighth grade and I really enjoyed having him. It was his first year. Yeah. That's crazy. I didn't even, I guess I didn't know. I guess I, you know, I obviously, I didn't know where you yeah. grew up. I, yeah. I know you, but I don't know you. You know what I mean? Right. right. Yeah. So that's, yeah, I, I enjoyed uh, running track out there too for Krieger and, Bill Gresta and yeah. What about uh, track and what else did you do? I'm sure you're probably pretty athletic. Uh, um, I played basketball. Okay. So, yep, track and basketball were my thing. And then, you know, you always play travel. So, what uh, you have any favorite either from, well, not today, but as a teacher or as a student, like a favorite school lunch that you oh like to eat now or like to used to eat? Uh, <laughs> well, let's see. One of the best lunches, because I don't really eat school lunch anymore for obvious reasons. Um, but <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I, 
That's kind of why I wanted to throw back in the day, because I didn't want to throw you totally under the bus. That's okay. Yep. No. Um, <laughs> let's see. When I was a kid, one of my favorites was the turkey and gravy, mashed potatoes. Okay. Yep. Yeah. And then um, now at elementary, one of the only lunches I'll eat, they have grilled cheese sandwiches and tomato soup, and it's the best. I would assume like most teachers try to, in the elementary, try to help with the nutrition side of things. Because I think back to when I was in seventh grade, for instance, okay, and I first went to public school from a Catholic school. I went to Carleton. It was, it was crazy to me man like i knew like you know there's some of the i knew some of the kids but like the actual it was just nuts from what i came from you know and they had like a a la carte thing where you could just buy random stuff at lunch for i don't know half the year at least i ate uh, ice cream snickers a bag of cheetos and a hawaiian punch i know i think a full year cosmic brownies (laughs) <laughs> yeah. And, and like, I'm just saying, like, it's just crazy. Like, and I always think of it with that. And I always think of it with milk. Like, why weren't they like, I wish they could have been telling us to drink water back when we were kids instead of drinking milk. Right. Cause then we would have like, you would have become accustomed more to water than yeah. well, not like water's just come around. But I mean, what the last 10 years, everybody's really been focused on drinking water. I would say, you know, yeah, yeah. so, so it's just, that, that's what trips me out when I think about being old and school and like how it changes so much now, you know what I mean? Oh Yeah. Were you in the band or not in the band? Band until uh, high school. Then no band because sports. I played band like fifth grade. I played for like two weeks and it, I didn't learn it fast enough. So I quit. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> like I didn't I mean, learn the saxophone in two weeks. I was done with it, you know. Um, but that is seriously like that's one of my biggest regrets is that I didn't not like be like the main dude in the band, but like really stay in it for the years and like l- actually learn some instrument, even if it was a drum or yeah. a bass drum. But like, I don't know why, but that's just one of my things because I was all sports. That's all I wanted to yeah. do was play sports and be an idiot, you know, so. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I got a, another random question for you just because I wrote it down. I was going to do like a rapid fire thing, but I didn't. Do you like when you're reading this when it's story time? Do you like Indian style or a beanbag, or do you go with the tiny chair? Like for me personally, yeah. Or, you know. yep. or do you just stay in the desk and don't even worry about it? Yeah, no, for you. Like when you go, when you're like trying to be like the kids, you know, every teacher gets Indian style or a beanbag or sits on the little chair. Which do you prefer? Um, in my classroom, I have my own little rocking chair, and then, okay. um, but I have beanbags and little seats for the kids, and then they get to pick where they want to sit. I don't care as long as they're on carpet. <laughs> I have a, literally a giant carpet and it's like the shape of a pond with lily pads and stuff on it. I remember the only reason I asked that question is because uh, I remember when my daughter first started school in the open house and, you know, I, I had a daughter at 30, so she didn't start school. I was mid, you know, early mid thirties when I started having to deal with that. And it was so long since I sat Indian style and I went to like an open house and I tried to sat down and I got down and I was like, man, eh, I could still sit Indian style, but it was for like 15 minutes. And then yeah. I got got up and like couldn't walk for three days because I said Indian style. <laughs> I was like, yeah. I'm never sitting Indian style again. Or I should probably work on that so I can have a little more flexibility. Oh my gosh, that's funny. Yeah, now it's we call it crisscross applesauce. Oh yeah, right. Oh yeah, I'm sorry. I forgot. I don't want to offend nobody. I did not <laughs> the positions, the seating position formerly known as Indian style. There you go. All right. All right. Well, let's uh we'll do one more. I'll let you get back to real life. Everybody, I mean, I'm in the food business, you're in the 
teaching business, people go to production, people do whatever. Everybody has a bad day, like a day where you probably want to take your eraser and chuck it or smash your computer. I've been there. I'm doing it. Obviously, we don't do these things because we like our jobs and we like to do what we do. So we control it. But you have to have a way to let it out. Like, you know what I mean? Like up until this year, it was always this time of year, I would go, I always had gym access. So I would just go shoot hoops, not play games just by myself, put on some tunes and I'd shoot hoops for an hour and I'd, I would feel great. I would feel better. Now I can't do that. So I run, um, summertime, springtime, it's like golf or maybe like a bike ride or something. So what do you do? You know, like, is there a read, you know, what do you do when you have a, when you got to get it back together and there's only one thing that can do it? What is it? Uh, depends on the time of the year. Um, but one, I love to garden. I'm a huge garden. Um, and I like to, I can my own food and stuff, but I, I do, I like to do that. And my family does that, um, quite a bit. And we've got a little bit of land up North. So we do that quite often. Um, I love to go for walks. I walk, I have two dogs and I, we always go for, we take the dogs for walks almost every day. Um, I also, of course, the studio is a huge outlet for me. I love that. You know, like you said, it's, it's a lot of fun. Good group of people. I've met amazing people. And I have my spin bike here at home in the background. Right. Awesome. Yeah, it's it's important to find like a group of people that are passionate about the same things you do. You know what I mean? Like then you guys got a nice group that's you're really into, you know, what you guys are doing. You believe in it and you go for it. And you know, you understand that it's not for everybody. You're not like, but you're you know, like I do with catering and whatever, I believe in it. So I'm gonna throw it in your face and you don't have to look at it, but I'm not gonna stop believing in it. You know what I mean? So Exactly. You know, obviously me and Sarah are Carlton Sea Town. So you know, I admire her doing what she does. You know, even though we're, I know she's like uh, someone you would look up to because she did it her own way and didn't let no one tell her otherwise. Resilient. She's amazing. So, yeah, really. So, like, well, and I like to hunt and fish, too. I'm big into hunting and fishing. So keep it outdoors, whatever. I know when the shutdown happened, like, I know I always walk the dogs and take, you know, you, they get walks, but it, it wasn't two a day for like three months in a row. They literally like that. I'd get bored and I'd sit there. I quit drinking. I'm on two years in July. Congratulations. So, so the start of the start of quarantine was like I was like I didn't want to drink, but I said this is I knew it was going to be the test. I'm going to get bored. What am I going to do? I have to be ready for it. You know, I had awareness to do that because I didn't want I don't want to drink. I didn't want to. Yeah. So it was I'm going to bike ride. I'm going to walk the dog. So I just kept and I got like 15 miles a day in between both for like literally three, it was crazy. I couldn't even believe it. And the dogs were all happy. And now they can only go like two, two miles when it's cold. So I take them and I got to go back and it's annoying and they don't get as much. So they're all bummed out. But yeah. I mean, you know, that's usually they don't get that much. I'm sure your dogs probably loved you a little more too. Oh yeah. They love their walks every day. <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to walk it out out of here. I thank you for doing this. It was a lot of fun. I've had, I've had a few people um, on here earlier when I first started, I did a few zooms. I like the personable interactions better than zooms, but it is what it is, you know? Um, So I had, I made Rachel promise me while I was recording her that when we get back to action, we're going to do something fun for like a podcast thing that, you know, something fun we're going to do. So I'm going to hold her to that. And I'm now that you and I put it all together. This is what I want to do. I want to get me 
I want to get a few of my friends that think they're, you know, think they still got it together. And I want to oh. have a dad bod beatdown. And I want you guys to come up with something where we'll record it and you guys can make fun of us and talk junk to us. And that's what I want to do for my podcast with you guys. So I got, I got Rachel promised me something. So I'll hold her to that. And I'm going to hopefully hold you to the same thing. <laughs> awesome. I thank you. I thank you for putting up with me. I get excited when I don't talk to this wall in here. You have a great day. Thank you. Anytime. Thank you. (laughs) That was a lot of fun. I want to thank Janelle for agreeing to partake in this podcast, even though sometimes it may be ridiculous. But I do respect people. I do want to know things from people. And I will keep asking questions, I guess. I don't know. I'm going to learn how to talk better. I'm going to learn how to listen better. I'm still learning every day. And I'm not afraid to learn from an elementary school teacher. I'm not afraid to learn from a 10-year-old. I'm not afraid to learn from an 80-year-old. If it's something I need to learn, I'll learn it from where you learn it. I mean, everybody knows different shit. We have to look to those people to learn what we need to learn. Anyway, that's enough learning for today. If you need to learn how to listen to the Chillin' with Mr. J podcast, you can find it on Apple, Spotify, or Podcast. Podbean.com. And I ask if you're listening to it on Apple, Spotify, or Podbean.com, maybe you learn how to rate, how to review, how to subscribe, how to share, how to comment, and that would really help me out. Maybe you want to talk on the Chill of Mr. J podcast. Maybe you want to tell me to shut up. You could do that with your voice on the voicemail hotline. That number is 989-372-6169. That's the Chill of Mr. J voicemail hotline. Call it, talk shit, invite yourself on ask a question whatever 989-372-6169 and as always i ask you to follow all the chillin at chillin underscore with underscore mr underscore j that's chillin with mr j and all the fucking underscores on instagram and just remember I may not be a teacher of education or anything that's smart but i definitely know if you reach i teach cross them get bucket sucker One for one in the new year. Bring it. I'm taking everybody down. (coughs) This is the Mr. J Underground Podcast Network. Peace out.